0: Behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch.
1: This is the Score
0: North Taxi Squad.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Score North Taxi Squad. I am one of the hosts, Jason Stormer. Along with the usual suspects today, we got Artis Woods and A.J. Fredrickson. Um... Normally, I mean, normally we love starting out our shows happy go lucky I'm having a lot of fun and stuff like that. But this is one of those situations where it's just really hard not to address a pretty significant health in the room. And that's what took place on Monday Night Football last night with uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, the rest of the Score North guys have been talking about this in depth today, too. I know uh, Royce, you spent a lot of time with them talking about it. Um, I, I think the guys dedicated an entire segment just speaking on the subject because it's. I mean, it's it's terrifying. I don't really I don't really have the words myself, guys. I really don't. Um, we, we won't dwell a lot of time on it. We got plenty to talk about with the Vikings getting absolutely trounced by the Packers, Timberwolves and Wild too. But this this is one of the scariest things I have ever seen watching sports. Um, I, I can't really quantify it to another thing. And um, again, I don't know. I'm not sitting here with a whole lot to say. I offer my condolences and my sympathies to Damar and his family and the Bills and his teammates and everything. Um, but it's just, it's a terrifying situation. And, um, and, and yeah, I, I'll let you guys say whatever you want to say about yeah, it. Right now, that's to- really all I got to say
1: our thoughts and prayers grow out to Demar Hamlin and his family. Um, we are hoping that everything's okay, um, that he is pulling through in mm-hmm. a very traumatic situation. Just a guy, just literally just playing football, living out his dream, doing what many of us, you know, love to do love watching. Um, and just an unfortunate situation. I didn't, I didn't see it live when it first mm-hmm. happened. I ended up seeing it like on Twitter, people talking about it. And then I turned on TV and kind of got a grasp for, for what happened. And, seemed like a normal play and it just it just went left and i think a lot of times uh i think we sometimes we forget we we all love sports here we love it love it love it love it um and we forget about the human element of it all honestly We, we forget about you know these guys are risking it all really um that thought really doesn't cross our mind too often that these guys are putting their lives on the line every day um even in practice even in practice you know in training camp on on the field for these regular season games playoff games super bowls um they're putting it all on the line for <laughs> you know for themselves for their families um for the fans um and so it just it puts everything in perspective um but like i said i just we hope that he is okay like jason said we won't spend too much time dwelling on it um but our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and we hope that he pulls through and everything works out for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. I was here in the studio last night, watch uh watching that game and I had the world juniors on and it was a, such a weird thing. Cause the only time I had experienced like visually something like that in sports was uh euros, 2020, uh, 2021, when Christian Erickson went down for Denmark and like, cardiac arrest like literally was dead for a few moments on the field which um like I'll remember where I was for that like I would I was at my uh best friend's uh the day before his wedding basically when we're like getting ready for that or maybe it was the day of I can't exactly remember but just such a such a it's it 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 makes you it renders you almost speechless because there's not really words for a guy that you you know we don't really have any Emotional connection to in terms of he doesn't play for the teams that we necessarily root for um, But just as sport fans It's it's one of those things where it, it puts it in a perspective of every time Moving maybe forward when you see somebody say like I can't believe this guy sat out for this bowl game and this type of stuff like that He doesn't love the no every single person that's out there on the field the court the rank etc they love the game they want to play and they're out there putting their bodies on the line no matter whether it's badminton or football or ufc they're putting it on the line for our entertainment at the end of the day and now his family and his close circle um are going through one of the most traumatic types of things that you can have on a on a personal level with somebody um and it's it's such a weird thing where the whole nation it seems is captivated by do we have a medical update for this one individual because I know for some people they had never heard of him probably just because maybe not being sports fans or being a casual NFL viewer or something like that and now it's like they feel this it, and it's a it's a like I said it, you, we don't have that emotional connection but now you almost kind of do because the you know, his life has changed dramatically and the scope of who he is has changed dramatically. So um, it, I I know you guys have already kind of said it, so I'll reiterate it. But on behalf of, you know, the taxi squad, mm-hmm. condolences to him and his family. Um, thoughts are definitely with them in their trying time right now. And you got to hope that uh, uh, the medical professionals are able to do everything they can with modern medicine and, you know, him back mm-hmm. 200% as soon as possible I haven't seen too many updates mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen some stuff that is trending better but obviously yeah they're still in a place where they are looking for answers they're trying to see what's going on with him and uh, you know you got to hope for him the best moving forward and everything uh, turns out for the better it I you know it, yeah. it it's it's tough to say that you want one thing or another. Cause I mean, the, obviously we hope we, we, most people, everybody wishes that it was just a, he makes the tackle and then we move on with the day and we don't even have this mm-hmm. being a, a conversation now, but um, you know, life, life is a, life is a weird thing.
1: I also want to quickly um, <clears throat> and I don't know how it all happened or how it all went down, but I also definitely want to quickly applaud um, the NFL for shutting the game down. Yep. Shut the game down. Took them a while. I don't know. I don't listen. I don't know the process. I saw AJ make a face like, oh,
0: well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't it's what's weird. I, I, I saw reports that it was only postponed because the players association reached out to the league and said, both teams are not playing the rest of mm-hmm. the game tonight. Yeah.
2: There, there's a um, lot of rumors. It, and and, that's, that, yeah.
0: and, and the, I don't know the exact thing. That's one report I've saw. I've seen, you know, I've seen the reports that uh, Commissioner Goodell said, um, you know, he, he made the call. There's a lot of things. And I understand that the league is in a very tough spot there in terms of just, it, it's such a, you know, at the snap of a finger, everything is flipped upside down because I'm sure some executives are probably at home eating dinner with the family, not even paying attention to the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's so weird. But everybody involved, I would, and not to take your thing, but I think the broadcasters, On the call did a very that's got to be such a hard position to be put into because you're suspended in this kind of limbo of everybody's tuning in to watch this game and if you tuned in late you're like what's going on and you Mm -hmm. have to explain the situation you have zero updates because it's not like he rolled his ankle and you have instant medical tent stuff on the sidelines it's a guy is fighting for his life on a trip to the hospital mm-hmm. and everybody wants an update but like medically you're not going to get that for hours hours mm-hmm. so you're left you can't speculate too much because this is a young man's life that is being discussed it's such it it's it's a uh, you know it's, it's it's a tightrope it's a tightrope
1: yeah well, whoever was in charge of whoever was in charge because i saw something like that saw a report like that but then i saw another report kind of contradicting that which is why i'll just just put it out there whoever Whoever was responsible for shutting the game down and then them saying there won't be another um, game played this week Um, Mm -hmm. that, you Mm -hmm. know, with the um, Bengals and the Bills. I do applaud that because so many times we're used to seeing guys go down with major injuries, guys, you know, get hurt and paralyzed on the field and, you know, just catastrophic things happen. And they're like, hey, Mm -hmm. all right, next play, get the ambulance out, you know. Take them to where they need to be. Take them to the hospital. All right, next play. Players got to play on. I'm just happy. It took a while, but I'm happy at the fact that they that, however, whoever handled it, it got handled. The game was postponed. Those players was not asked to play. Was not forced to play. Mm
2: -hmm. And you know, things can kind of progress from here. Yeah. And you mentioned applauding the NFL. Uh, The people that need to be applauded more are the first responders at the stadium. That's Um, That's true for administering the cpr and everything like that just getting getting a pulse back and everything um those were obviously life-saving measures that those those people obviously trained for and therefore for the exact situation stuff like that so it's it it it, it's truly a miracle i i think that uh damar is still with us as we speak right now and um Yeah, it's, yeah, obviously they they couldn't go forward with the game. I mean, it was just too, it was, and there was even a point where I think like Stefan Diggs tried to like hype up the guys to get them ready because nobody exactly knew too much to the extent of the injury, but also of just like, cause I mean, obviously a bunch of people are wondering, okay, what's going on with the situation, but also what are we going to do about this game too? Um, But obviously it reached to a point him being on the field for that long, bringing out the ambulance. I mean, it was, it was obvious that this, that the game couldn't continue. And the, and the league made the right move. And, and obviously like you guys mentioned, there's, there's a lot of like potential room, which I don't really care about because like, I I don't really like care about the logistics of how the game got canceled. You know what I mean? That, that, that doesn't matter in this discussion. What matters is DeMar. And so it's just, what, whatever it's, this is a man's life, much bigger deal than football. And um, like, and we won't spend too much more time on it, but I understand the tightrope kind of thing. Um, not to relate to this kind of situation too much, but there was one time at one of my previous jobs very early in my radio career where I was broadcasting a softball game for Annandale high school. It was during a state tournament. And one of the coaches for the other team collapsed in like the third inning and i was on the call i was alone i was just doing the play by play but i had to spend about 45 minutes just kind of giving a live update of what was going on not really kind of understanding the situation at all trying to get updates going down trying to talk to people but also like trying to be extremely sensitive of what was happening too i wanted to give people space but obviously like i had a job to do too and I had to deliver the news to an extent to these people what was going. Obviously, a bunch of people were wondering. People were texting me about it. And I, I stayed on the air as long as I, I felt was appropriate. Eventually, the ambulance left. And I was like, okay, I think I think it's time to. I, once I saw him get in the ambulance, I was like, okay, I think it's time to wrap things up here and everything. So, um, bravo to the broadcasters. Um, I don't know if you guys caught SVP and Ryan Clark. Um, on SportsCenter, I don't know if you caught it live. I actually was able to watch it live, and it was able to, and obviously it's been all over social media, too. Ryan Clark has been in a very similar situation as Damar um, with, I believe it was sickle cell anemia. I think he had a issue where he went to Denver, and um, that triggered something. I don't want to speak too much on that, but he definitely had a, a life-threatening situation where he even described, like, his teammates were just really freaked out about whether or not he was alive and stuff like that. So it's, it, it was really powerful and I recommend everybody go check it out. If there's anybody that can even possibly relate to this situation, it is Ryan Clark. And he spoke very well on the subject. So um, again, to just wrap it all up, because we probably should move on um, thoughts and prayers on behalf of Score North Hubbard broadcasting incorporated. I don't care. Um, we're, we're obviously praying for Demar to get through this. Um, I know that his charity has absolutely blown up. If you want to go check that out, I'm sure you can do a quick Google search and find that. Um, um, I believe it's raised over millions of dollars at this point. And anyway, you can support him and his family and his endeavors and everything like that. Just to whatever we can do to help him get through this, I'd absolutely recommend it. So're we're, we're pulling for you Demar, everyone, the NFL, Casual fans like us who just have this tiny little podcast. We just, we're hoping for the best, man. And we're thinking of you constantly. So, all right. No easy transition from that, guys. There there really isn't. But uh, we can talk about our Minnesota Vikings now. Um yeah, they got absolutely trounced by the Green Bay Packers. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. Uh, the Packers were favored in the game. You guys picked the Packers. You guys were correct. I was wrong with my Viking selection, and that's totally fine. Um, but um, this was not this was not a, what I expected from this Minnesota Vikings team. It's probably not what they expected from themselves either, and it's just. They had an opportunity to really just to literally end the Packers season. And unfortunately, the same kind of things that have been haunting this team in all of their losses so far this season to the Eagles, to the Cowboys, now to the Packers, even as well, and also to the Lions. It's just, it's like they just didn't show up, guys. Again, again, we're having this problem. I thought we were done with this after Dallas. I really thought we were done with this after Dallas, even to Detroit to an extent, but we came back in that game. But nope. I really just mm, it makes me really wonder about the uh, the future endeavors of this team moving forward about their playoff potential. I don't know what you guys think.
0: I'm getting really sick of them not showing up for what seems like their key games, <laughs> yeah. or just really any games at times. Like Indianapolis, you should be able to put up 21 on them in the first <laughs> quarter and then cruise control until the the final final whistle. But it seems like um, it. I don't. I don't want to say that they like totally weren't you know they weren't a hundred percent um they lost another old lineman during the game they lost I mean they're banged up but everybody is too everybody is too they didn't have, uh the Packers didn't have Bakhtiari week one for that matchup Vikings didn't have uh Garrett Bradbury you know it it's it comes down to on the day who's the better team and they just weren't the better team by any means like they they got the roof blown off of them um And I do want to address this through the like course of that shellacking. The frauds thing came up (laughs) Packers fans. You want the Vikings to not be frauds because then you beating them looks so much better. Otherwise, if they're frauds, whoop-dee-doo, you just beat frauds. Like you, you want the argument to be, yeah, no, the Vikings are good. They're a good team. You know, they're not They're They're 12 and four, but they're. Like, and we just beat, we beat the brakes off a of 12 and four good football. T- no, you're, you, you need to, you need them to be good for the sake of like your inside momentum swing. Cause you know, you can like, you think the lions are going to be carrying that giant win over the bears into the next week? No, they're like, that's what we should do. It's the bears. The bears are garbage. On the other side, you can't, you, you got a huge win over a, team that is that one-year division they, they they it's as simple as that so um i thought that whole frauds thing is so weird because you want them to not be frauds you should want them to not be frauds
2: right they seem very insecure when they say that to be honest with you <laughs> yeah and well and to be honest green bay you just made it to 500 can we just say that out loud? You just made it to 500. And that, I, it is when you get hot, though. Because how many times I know. have you seen
0: get a team hot at the right part of the season? Oh, uh, and yes. then they just like.
2: Oh, when the, Packers won the, when the Packers won the Super Bowl, they were a six seed in the playoffs. And they scooted on through and uh, took down Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I totally hear you. But it, it's, it's just what Jair doing the gritty. Man, it, it ew, that's that stung a little bit. That that was like probably the most like ew, like cringe mo- worthy moment of the entire season as a Vikings fan because that just oh that stung. Um, I know like there's like Vikings fans who are like clamoring, hey, there, that should be like a, a a penalty or something like that. Frankly, I I don't really care. I'm, I'm here for that kind of for that kind of gamesmanship and stuff like that. Definitely. And you know what, Jair backed it up. That was probably one of Jair's best games as a pro. And that was definitely Justin Jefferson's worst game as a pro too. Um, I know a lot of the conversation the last couple of days is just like, JJ, like, come on, like you couldn't even show up and get like five yards or anything like that. But of course, like people are also making the argument, well, the condition of the offensive line was absolutely terrible. Kirk was unfortunately kind of old Kirk today with the turnovers. And I know there were some bad balls at the line of scrimmage and everything like that, but he just, at no point, uh, Artist, I don't know. No, he didn't seem like he was in control at all. They
1: have to figure out a way to dominate games and win games when Justin Jefferson is not the focal point of the offense. I don't because, know if they can do that, and that, and that, and that's With the, problem. the roster. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, that that leads me to a bigger statement that I wanted to make today. It is time to move on from Adam Thielen. Ooh. It's time. But he's from here. you understand I the time. gravity of that, I, listen, of that statement? I, I, listen, but he was undrafted. I <laughs> he was undrafted. Listen, was I, from, I, he, I know people Post? do not want to hear that, but Went it is Adam just, he does not look the same to me, to my eye. He has not looked the same really all year. I've been kind of waiting on that like big Adam Thielen game where he goes for like 10 catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. And it, it and... I don't think it's really happened. I'd have to go back and look at the stats, but he has not been a he hasn't been a standout receiver that he's been over the last I don't know how many years he's been a pro now. Um Adam Thielen is normally the guy um that can, you know, if you're gonna double team Justin Jefferson or if you're gonna shade all your defense to that side of the field where you gotta deal with Adam Thielen, he's gonna go off. And we really have not seen that really all year. We've seen now multiple times this year where Elite cornerbacks have lined up with Justin Jefferson and taken him out of the game. We saw Trayvon Diggs do it. We saw Darius Slay do it. We've now seen Jair Alexander do it. And the crazy thing about Darius Slay and Jair Alexander is they both went into the games kind of chirping a little bit. Like Darius Slate was on multiple podcasts. So, yeah, I've been studying his game. I'll be ready. Like I'm 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 looking forward to this matchup. I had it circled on my calendar. I will be ready for this matchup. And he completely took Justin Jefferson out of the game. It looked like physically and mentally. Jair Alexander before this game, oh, that week one was a fluke. You know, he don't he don't jump into his super suit and get ready for the game X, Y, Z. And again, I thought it was big talk from Jair because to, to my eye, mm-hmm. Jair has not had a great year. He has not. He is a great corner, but he has been exposed a bit this year in, at times. Um, but he dang sure wasn't exposed this game. And I knew it was something that we should watch for. I didn't expect. I think Justin only had one reception this entire game.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, one catch for 15, 15 yards. For 15
1: yards, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to that magnitude. But, like, they got to figure that out. And they got to mm-hmm. figure it out quick. They got to come to these games understanding that these the elite teams are going to take away or going to do the best – they're going to do the best they can to take away your best option. At the end of the day, your best weapon. They're going to game plan. He, I forget how how many yards he went for on the Packers the first time, but he dominated the Packers yeah. in the first matchup. You had to know the Packers weren't going to allow him to completely dominate the game again. So you're going to have to go to someone else. And they weren't they weren't able to. You got Kirk throwing three interceptions on the night. One went for a pick six. I mean, it just it, it's uh, the frauds conversation. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm be completely honest. You shake that narrative off as much as you can, and you brush it off as much as you can. Oh, it's, you know they're winning games, they're finding ways to do this that, and the third. But at the end of the day, it's hard to keep shaking that off when they have multiple performance like the uh, multiple performances like this against solid teams. Like the Packers are just now getting back to 500, but like you just said, like they are getting hot at the right time. They're a hot football team. They're honestly, truthfully, if they get into the playoffs. They're a very dangerous NFC playoff team right now. And that's a mm-hmm. team that you had the opportunity to stump them out, division rival, stump them out, get them out of playoff contention, and you went out there and completely folded. I can't – I at one point I was saying this team is – at one point to start the season, I was like, this team is going to be really good. After the Bills went, I was like, this team is Super Bowl contenders. Me too. Now <laughs> – I don't know what mm. they are. Because right now, if I'm being brutally honest, they looking like they a first-round exit. Why can't they look like they going home early? Whether they at home or away, They they right now they, they, they match up with the, the New York Giants. The New York Giants pushed them to the brink last time they played. And it's always tough beating the team twice. You got to see that same team again. They know what you want to do. They'll also try to find ways to take out J.J. Now, they don't have a Jair Alexander but they'll also try to find ways to take away JJ. So they, they got to figure that out, man. They, they got to figure that out. They, they really do.
2: And with, with Hawkinson really quick. I mean, you're totally right on Adam Thielen. I thought I heard a stat from Phil today that Adam has only had like five or, or five or six, 100 yard games since 2018. And as a wide receiver, that's, you know, I mean, he's definitely past his prime now, but he was pretty, I mean, he was, he was pretty still in, much in his prime throughout that, that stretch right there. Um, That's pretty tough. We've seen these little like bubble screen, like, like run-ups that he does sometimes when he catches the ball too, like to like get himself going. It's, it's pretty apparent that he slowed down a little bit and yeah, he's, he, I think he's making north of like $10 million or something next year. Um, he, he. He definitely is somebody that is going to be considered for as a cap casualty. Um, Maybe there can be some restructuring there because I I don't, I think there's still some value to Adam Thielen still. I think he's still a pretty good red zone threat. Um, Even if the legs have necessarily maybe aren't the same anymore, he's still got pretty sure hands. And so Mm -hmm. you can maybe work some slant routes in there, you know, nothing that has him running like farther than like. 10 or 15 yards, but there's still something there, but at that price, I don't know. Um, but the problem right now is that they've pretty much made TJ Hawkinson their number two wide receiver, but he's not a, he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. Exactly. They have, they are throwing him balls that I, I, I'm sorry. Like, unless you are George Kittle, unless you're Travis Kelsey, even Mark Andrews to an extent, maybe even a healthy Darren Waller, Um, which maybe actually TJ Hawkinson is good. Darren Waller. Anyway, like, it just, it's just tough. And I know that Kirk Kirk didn't have much of a chance, even though he made plenty of mistakes on his own, uh, just the condition of the offensive line, uh, the just how those players played anyway. Um, even the players that were healthy didn't really have good games. The guys are even done have a good game. Ed Ingram had another bad game for the Vikings. So the guys that you really need to rely on, the healthy guys that have been starters all season, definitely uh, failed you um, in this case. Um i like hawkins he's he's dropping a lot of balls though that's the only problem but again i think it's just because they're asking him to do um just a little bit too much right now um kj is starting to get going just a little bit more even though i mean his touchdown was garbage time but i mean this this is what happens when you have a singular a singular threat i mean we think about the best wide receivers in the league like tyree Hill. across from him is jalen waddle right you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That 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 helps. And so the Vikings, it, it's a I mean, there's a lot of fixes. And I think the defense needs more fixing than anything else. I think that's gonna be the biggest priority going into the offseason. Probably starts with a new defensive coordinator. I think this was the the nail in the coffin for Ed Donatell, unfortunately. Um, I just I just don't I see mean- him coming back after this season. even if, like again, maybe you can't necessarily blame the defense entirely for this because there were special teams problems, there were offensive turnover problems as well. But but still, it just. I mean, you it look, just doesn't. See, yeah, go ahead.
1: You go back and you look at this. And if I'd have told you guys, remember before this game started last week, we were like, man, I'm a little. At least I was saying I'm a little nervous. You know, Aaron Rodgers against this defense is gonna chop and screw him up. <laughs> like this pass defense is not the best, and Aaron Rodgers is even though he's kind of had a down year, he's still Aaron Rodgers. If somebody would have told me Aaron Rodgers went 15 to 24 for 159 yards and one touchdown, I'd be like, oh wait a minute. Vikings won this game, yeah. but then you got the pick six, and then you got you know the kickoff return for a touchdown, and then you got Aaron Jones going for hundred and eleven yards, and Dylan going for a touchdown off twelve carries. It's 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 like you can't really, I, I,
2: I, not being able to convert know, that, it's not just... being able to convert that pump block that it's deep true. in their territory. And I I'm sorry, why? Do, we had the ball at the two yard line. We had the Packers pinned. Just go for it. You're it's on the road. Points, You're against yeah. a visual rival. It's a big game. I don't want a field goal in that situation. I know it's the first half and you usually take the points in the first half, but it was one of the plenty of questionable play calls uh, by Kevin O'Connell um, in this game. And I was just, I, I thought that was, that was a huge opportunity miss because obviously we saw what happened next. The Packers put up, uh, I don't know how many, un- how many, 27 unanswered points. Yeah. Probably more than that, actually. It just, uh, it just. This is a Jekyll and Hyde team. I don't know if it's frauds because I can totally still see them going on some kind of run in the playoffs. Just putting together close games again like they've done all season. Um, but we put out a really funny tweet today. It's like if the Vikings are you going to go to the Super Bowl or are they going to lose by like 30 or 40 points in the it's playoffs. Like- it's one of two things. There's no there's no I think, middle ground there
1: I, I think it's all about matchups I mean do I think they can beat the Giants definitely I think they can they beat already the do. Giants for sure in the first round they already have Um, I think they can dominate the Giants if we're being honest they got Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley that is what they have <laughs> that is their team they got a Daniel few receivers
2: Jones. emerging the Hodgins the, guy is they, decent the Richie James guy is decent they have right now for now Dan, they have Danny Dimes Saquon Bart. There's nobody on the outside <laughs> truly. Vanilla Vic.
1: That, there's nobody on the outside really that <laughs> should truly scare you. Out. Um, They have a decent defense. Not a defense that the Vikings shouldn't be able to completely expose come playoff time. Um, But it's like once you start to see the heavy hitters in the conference though, like you see Tampa Bay or you see even though Tampa's having a tough season, that's Tom Brady. You see Philadelphia if they're healthy. If you see Dallas again. If you see
2: the De- God forbid you see the 49ers <laughs> I'm
1: just, which i mean with that defense which you
2: know i mean brock purdy didn't look great this last time around i mean they got the 37 they, points though yeah but they're playing the raiders and this is the thing. This he had, thing had a few bad turnovers. i'm just saying i don't know how i don't know this, how sustainable the brock purdy ride
1: is this this is the thing bro when you go out there normally we know the san francisco 49ers defense is crazy good we know mm-hmm. it's the best in mm-hmm. the league At this point, the way Philly's defense has looked, because they're number two overall, I think the 49ers have the best defense in the league by far. I don't think it's close, if I'm being brutally honest. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's close. So if you have a game where that defense is giving up 34 points, you're thinking, whoa, what happened to them this game? They lost. But then you see Brock Purdy and them put up 37 points. Meanwhile, Debo Samuel is coming back this week. That is a problem. Now, will they put up 37 points every week? No. Will they need to, especially in the playoffs? No. But that goes to show that maybe if need be, Brock Purdy can maybe get you 20 to 30 points. And that's <laughs> that is that's ugly it. because everybody's not putting up over 20 on for on the 49ers. So but I know no, wait, it's the Raiders, um, I understand that the Raiders are the Raiders. Backup but,
2: quarterback Stidham was in there, too. You know what I mean? Like that—that's
1: true. That That's true. That is know? true. And
2: there was, I,
1: you know, I did enjoy seeing some cracks in the armor on that side of the ball for the 49ers. Yeah, I definitely. like, okay, okay. Remember that yeah. Yeah. Not the jug- As a Viking and an Eagles like, fan,
2: we can all relate to that. Yes.
1: I'm just saying. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I think everybody you. in the NFC was a little was smirking a little bit, like, hold <laughs> on. There's some film. There's some film we could take advantage of and, you know, expose later on in the postseason. But They see the same film everybody else sees, so they'll make the necessary adjustments. I just, listen, I just think that the Vikings have a lot of unanswered questions on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams is is not bad, but not great. And offensively, like I said, man, if you can't get J.J. involved in the game early and often, if he's not going for 100 yards and and at least a touchdown, I think the formula is out for how to beat the Vikings at this point. If you can find a way to slow down Justin Jefferson, that defense is going to give up yards. Most likely going to give up points. Yeah, the Vikings it. always have to rely on outscoring somebody. Every game they have to, they got to outscore you because the defense not going to stop nobody. No, nope. so it's I don't know, man. That I, if I'm being honest, that game left me feeling like yeah, the Vikings, and this is the wrong time of the year to have these type of performances. Yep. Like the Colts game was what only like two two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. snap out of it after two the games, Colts yeah. game. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling as optimistic as I normally am about the Vikings on this, what, Tuesday night. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, me, unfortunately, me neither. Um, I still want to believe. I still will believe to an (sighs) extent because, again, like nobody is going to give the Vikings a chance in the playoffs now doesn't matter what you do this weekend against the Bears because they're terrible and we'll see even who we'll see even who's playing for them they might play backups we might play backups we don't really know but nobody from this point out like whoever we get in the playoffs might be even favored against us um to be honest, and yeah to, not, not to cut you off but to be honest I, however I could
1: stay in that third seed in the NFC, that is what I'm doing. Cause I don't want to see the lions and I don't want to see the Packers in the first round
2: at this point. Yeah. It actually, I mean, sure. Like, and you know what? I think in the Vikings case, you, you can't think ahead at this point, you need to just focus on being in the playoffs, which you are, which you have been for a while now, but you, you can't focus on like, cause I know like probably a lot of Vikings fans are upset that like, all right. If we do win in the divisional or in the wild card round, then um, it probably means we aren't going to get a playoff home game in the uh, divisional round. But at, at this point, we we just can't care about that. But the Lions have gotten you, the Packers they have gotten you, and most recently too, they've gotten you in the in their most recent matchups against you as well. And I kind of would rather let the Niners have to deal with that because the Giants are locked in at that five. The the Giants are locked in at the five. Um, pretty sure the or Cowboys the- are. Or the six Welcome excuse me the six sure. i'm not used to all of the these seven playoff teams now I'm, I'm still not used to this like it's still weird to me that there's going to be like nine and eight records that for ocd reasons I, I i don't like that so um so at this point i mean yeah i maybe i do actually count my blessings here in this situation as a vikings fan and would rat would i rather face the giants than the lions or the packers right now that's the best Um, best,
1: i think that's the best possible matchup for the first round now
2: i also think i mean please don't sleep on the lions ladies and gentlemen if you think they're going into lambo without a roar uh i i would proceed with caution on the on uh maybe picking the packers and that's i i think i i almost want to say this and because i've seen other people say it too it almost felt like Sunday was the Packers Super Bowl this season
1: because
2: mm. it felt like that game was the culmination of everything that'd been building the last couple of weeks. And I'm not saying they're gonna have a letdown against the Lions because I think they'll still put up a good fight against the Lions no matter what because it's the Lions, everybody puts up a good fight against the Lions, unless you're the Chicago Bears. Um, but man, just like ha- again, having Jair do the gritty and. W- was that like on like first or second down or something like that too it It was was really early which you know what it set the tone that's probably when you want to do that kind of thing because i think for and if for a million different reasons i just it put jj completely out of sync or whatever um but no i i I still got to give the packers where it's due they've been very good the last couple weeks you still got to give them credit they're a good team now but I'm very much – again because, again, I've, I've seen this with my own team this season. I've seen emotional letdowns. I've seen the Vikings not show up after weeks where they've had big wins and stuff like that. So I'm intrigued to see because I saw a lot of celebrating from the Packers and uh, Packer faithful as well. And, yeah, you, you beat your rival late in the season. It, it, I, I get it. Like, we'd probably be celebrating the same situation too. But, like, you guys just – just made it to 500 (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like again it's about how you finish in the nfl about how hot you are going into it i get it. so the the record the records really don't matter at this point unless you care about seeding. but still it's just like eh, oh i think the packers are just uh they're they're hot right now but let's we got one more week to see how truly
0: hot truly hot they are i think it's i think it's kind of justified you know your season is on the line and yeah. you know you've had that narration of the Vikings being like, you know, the giant frauds, and so you wanted to stick it to them, and now you've just shown like you're a force to be reckoned with. Now you're going to be one of the more dangerous seven seeds we've seen in a long time, maybe. So, I I think it's fine. Um, I I understand them summer because I mean on the other side of things, Vikings beat them. You think people in the state here that wear purple are are going to just like, all right, let's let's look ahead to the Bears. No, they're rubbing that in. <laughs>
2: no, I know, oh, I
0: know. it's, it it's part of the camaraderie, but I'm
2: just saying there's one more week to play. Very I'm true. just saying there's one more week to play, and and you just I, I, we've doubted the Lions on this podcast before, and it's it's burned us a few times, and so it just I, I, the Lions are they're pesky, they're pesky, and they and they've they've earned it too. I mean, at this point in the season, they're blowing out teams. Like yes, the Bears are bad, but you. You're doing something right no matter who you're playing if you're blowing them out. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That game got flexed to Sunday night, I believe, too. So that's going to be prime time. Perfect. I think there, there's a lot of playoff scenarios still like going around. I think the AFC South is still up for grabs. Jags and Titans. Obviously, we still got the last wild card in the NFC. Has, has the NFC South been clinched yet? Yes. The Panthers, the, the Buccaneers, still, they, they do have that they now? They Even it. though they're like five and nine or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> someone around in there. It seems like okay, yeah, sure. Tom Brady and Mike Evans went off this weekend. That's all fine and dandy. I don't know. I, I'm not a big believer in Tampa. They got a good defense, but like, I don't know. They got a. They've got. They've had a lot of issues this season. They have. Tom's been. Have. Tom. It seems like Tom's been a little bit distracted lately. Yeah. By He's, some, turn, uh, he's, he's some starting to turn up at the right time. No, I. I don't necessarily want to see him in the first round. Tampa. No. That he, let the Cowboys you know deal with that, right? Right, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and maybe let the Eagles deal with the Packers in the the divisional round. Vikings oh. got to deal with the wild card round first. I'm not. How, how you feeling about your Eagles? I'll let you go ahead talk about the Eagles for two seconds. You feeling okay after the Saints lost?
1: Uh, well, you know, to be honest, you know, after these after these past two weeks, you know, we lost to those cowboys uh, yeah, so I never know, put it on that one and then you yep. know this past loss to the saints I, if i'm being brutally honest and i'll make it quick i think that health is a big issue at the moment a lot of bodies are dropping at the wrong time a lot of guys getting hurt at Same. the wrong time of the year Same. i'm very optimistic about Jalen, though from my understanding he could have played this past week but just for precautionary reasons uh they chose not to put him out there um just you know Trying to just make sure he's one hundred percent, and I'm sure the coaching staff felt like, "Oh, Gardner Minshew," they believed all the hype about Gardner Minshew, Chris Sims. It'd be just as good with Gardner Minshew, right? Well, they're not. (laughs) They they are not, and they are they go as Jalen Hurts goes. There, it's a great team, a great team in that locker room, but they need Jalen Hurts. It's it's just as simple Mm -hmm. as that. I feel ten times more confident with him and. In the locker room, I do think, or with him playing, I do think they'll still get the one seat because I don't know if the Giants are playing any of their starters, and even if they were, don't I don't think to. they'll go nearly as hard as they would normally go because they're locked into their seating yeah. already. Yeah. Um, but this coaching staff, man, like it, I, the, it, this coaching staff could very well cost the the Eagles a playoff run. I will, I will put it like that with their. Play calling. I mean, you're going up against the Saints, top five against the pass, and you're throwing the ball. They had 17 plays in the first half. They threw the ball 15 times with the backup quarterback, 15 times. You got a 1,000-yard rusher. You got one of the best offensive lines in football, one of the best rushing attacks in football. You threw the ball with your backup 15 times against one of the best pass defenses in the league. It, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. In the Dallas game, you're playing against Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott goes 24 for 24, 25 for 25 against zone defense. You play man defense nine times, he goes three of nine with one sack. Maybe you should play a little bit more man defense, right? And then you got the Bears game where they rush J- Jalen Hurts between the tackles, not on the outside, 17 times, which started this whole little issue. So, I mean, the coaching staff is really the oh. issue. I don't want to go too deep into it. I know, it. Oh, a yeah, don't go deep <laughs> at all, artists. Don't go deep at all. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the coaching staff three weeks in a row have really aggravated me to no end, but I still believe in my team. I think we'll be okay. We just need our quarterback back and we need to get this thing rolling again. Eagles
2: after dark starts after taxi squad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> don't miss it. Don't miss it. Do you think Taxi Squad is long? Check out Eagles After Dark the Score North podcast channel. Yeah, the tip um, of the but again, this yeah. is about Minnesota sports. So. Is it, though? Is it's it, though? Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of the Bears, you mentioned them because uh, Eagles had to play them a few weeks ago. Uh, Vikings take on the Bears in their final matchup of the season. Um, this is... There's some there's some movement with this game. We don't really really know too much of maybe what the starting situation will be right Uh, I think Kevin O'Connell said that, you know The Vikings still have seating implications with this and because the Vikings game is at noon There's other later games that like play out that need to play out for the Vikings to know exactly where they are So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where like all right, even though it's pretty likely we're going to be the three seed no matter what. It's still not officially locked. And in the NFL, you know, you're typically encouraged to, you know, still put a A for effort no matter what. If, if, if you're not, if nothing's 100%, even though it's like 99.9% repeating. So we'll see what happens in this game. This might just end up being, you know... uh, uh a Nick Mullins versus, you know, I, I don't know who the backup quarterback is for the Chicago Bears or anything. I think, oh, Nick Foles has done that. You know, he's with the Colts now. Um, so, I mean, I we'll see what happens with this game. I, I The Vikings should absolutely roll. The Bears have just been absolutely abysmal lately. They've lost for sure five in a row, if not more than that. Uh, Justin Fields is great for fantasy football, guys. It's a lot of rushing yards, but lucky if you if he throws the ball for more than 100 yards and doesn't turn it over in some capacity you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. even though he's taken a step question mark in this case he's maybe taking a run um <laughs> there's still maybe a lot of obvious questions marked with the bears and obviously this season's been a complete wash they wiped the slate clean Hiring a new general manager, hiring a new coach, everything like this is just it's been the whole point of the season. They have been trying to be three and 13. They're going to try to be three and 14, most likely. So the Vikings need to get back on track no matter who's playing in this game, in my opinion. Um, But likely, I'm guessing the starters will get a little bit of run just because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the later slate of games. I don't know what you guys think. you want to take
1: it or you want?
2: I'll, I'll let you take it. this
1: one. Okay, I'm gonna take um, it. Yeah, I mean, I just it it will be nice to see the Vikings just get a bounce back win going into the postseason. Um, I don't think you have to play your starters the entire game because you don't want to risk injury. The last thing you want is somebody getting hurt right yeah, after last week starts. Especially, you know, I mean, you're right. You're, you're you're. If we're being honest, the 49ers are not gonna lose to Arizona without Kyler Murray. It's just, it's not going to happen. So nine times out of 10, you are locked into that seat. I think it's more so a matter of just kind of staying fresh um, and just get a a win going into the postseason. That's just how I feel about it. Even if it's with the backups, if the starters only play for a quarter or for a half, I think it's important to get a win going into the postseason, especially after this loss this past week where you just got completely dominated. Um, So I do expect the Vikings to get this win no matter who they have on the field this week. Um, and I'd probably put my score out a little later for um, the, the podcast. But I just, I I think they need to, I think they need to get another win. Especially, it'd be nice, this game is at Soldier Field, right? Yep. Yeah, we know how it is at Soldier Field for the Minnesota Vikings. It's, 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 you know, the history is not the best. So it will be nice to just, you know, a little, a little, a slight little confidence booster for the entire team going into the postseason, um, potentially with the New York Giants. I just think it will be nice to go in there and find a way to get a win. But again, I, I, I'm not, you know, don't get nobody hurt. Don't get any, So if you don't, if you don't play any starters, I'm not too upset about it. But I do want, <laughs> I do want them to win the game. I do want them to win a game and, and just, you know, get the ball rolling again in the right direction.
0: I, I, I'm, I would like for them to win but I don't really care whether or not they do. Um, <laughs> you're so banged up as is if you lose any other kind yeah. of important people, even like, so if you're thinking about like a high school play and you're doing like Fiddler on the Roof or whatever, you, Justin Jefferson is the Fiddler on the Roof or if Justin Jefferson, is the Fiddler Kirk cousins is the Roof. I don't know. I've never seen the play. So I assume it's played by two different people. Um, you can't have like the Bush even get hurt now, you know? you can't have townsperson 3 get hurt because if you keep losing these cast members like artists said earlier you're looking i mean you're already looking downwards you're you know you're trending downwards in terms of like power ranking stock you're going to be looking like an easy first round matchup for whatever lower seeds come into town um so i i don't care whether or not they win they always play bad at Soldier Field. It is the history of the Vikings. They always play bad down in Chicago. Um, the field is going to be probably worse than what we saw at Lambeau this past week. It, for me, it is a winning weekend if nobody gets injured wearing white and purple. That is that is a win in my book. You could lose by sixty. I do not care. Um, but I would like them to win. I don't care whether or not whether, if they actually do though. Um, so I'd say rest mm-hmm. some people, you know, maybe play, maybe play your starters for like a quarter just so mm-hmm. they don't like have a full week of just sitting around doing nothing. Um, you try, maybe try some things if you really want to, cause you kind of know who you might be playing, um, that first round of the playoffs right now. So, uh, you know, this, I, I'm fine with this being like an experimental week mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Um, yeah, just don't get hurt. That's you, my biggest
2: thing. The the only guy I really, really want to play 100% of this game because if it means he has to play in the playoffs, then I need him as tuned in as possible would be Chris Reed because he took over for uh, Austin Schloteman, um after uh, Austin I, I really broke his fibula or something like that. Not good. He's going to be out for the season. Brian O'Neill likely out for the season as well with a calf injury. Brian O'Neill, I mean... Christian Darrisaw may have leaped Brian O'Neill just in terms of just skill level as just who's a better offensive lineman right now for the Minnesota Vikings, but Brian O'Neill has been literally. The only anchor for that line for several years now since he got drafted in 2017, and he made his presence pretty quick as a second round pick. He was starting pretty quick in that instance, and I, I believe this will be the most significant amount of time he'll miss with injury. Um, I, th- I think that's still, by the way, up in the air about what exactly it is. So there's no really timetable on it. But he got put on IR, so that's that's pretty damning, and most likely will mean uh, he won't be. He won't be coming back, so that means Oliudo will be uh, in the right tackle position. Which I know we had that experiment with him. I think that was at right guard, and he's not a natural guard. We tried that like, well, I think that was just last year, right? Yeah, I think that was with Oliudo last year. We tried him at guard, and uh, that didn't work out of position. Though um, I don't really know exactly how admirably he he filled in for Brian O'Neill when he went out. Um, so and Garrett Bradbury with that whole situation, guys. Like I don't want. I mean, he's already listed as, a, as doubtful. He probably won't play again, but I don't want to push Bradbury whatsoever. He should not see the field until the playoffs if he can make it back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, like we mentioned, there's scenarios that need to play out for the Vikings to know exactly where they're going to be, but the odds are so incredibly high that they're going to just be at the three seed. So it's just like how much risk do you take? You, you probably... <laughs> If I had to make a case for any group, it probably would be the offensive line because you probably want to get a chemistry going. I don't know if you need to play Kirk in this game to achieve that. Like I said, you know, need- I'm not playing Kirk at all. I, sure. I, I kind of take back you.
1: what I said a little bit earlier about mm-hmm. playing. I don't know if I'm now that I think about it. Kirk has man, he been getting beat up for a while now. Yeah, so yeah. Probably rested.
2: Yeah, he he's probably gotten. Yeah, he's probably dealing with things that obviously. I mean, every football deals with things that we're never going to actually know about. Um, but it just. But I, like I said, I think Chris Reed needs to be out there, and if it if it take if it's necessarily to have Dariusaw and Cleveland and Ingram and uh, Udo out there with them too, um, maybe you get a half in for that, maybe. But I, again, we are, we're terribly gun shy right now because this was more than just getting our ass kicked by the Packers. We we lost some pieces here that could very much alter our our ultimate destiny in the playoffs. And he, even though we have questions about this Vikings team with or without Austin Schloeman and Brian O'Neill, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how these guys hold up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm with both of you guys. I don't want to risk JJ. I don't want to risk Dalvin Hardly want to really risk cook. I don't know how much of the defense you even want to play in this game um, You probably want to keep most of your secondary out there because they need all the practice they can, they can <laughs> yeah, thinking Sorry guys, Ugh. even though I mean again uh, Every, everybody in Fields going to throw the ball more than a hundred yards, so actually, this might be the this might be the come up game for the pass defense because they probably won't. Every, they'll give up
1: two hundred yards rushing, but who cares? Everybody <laughs> but Pat P because Pat P has been solid. Yeah, oh
2: yeah, yeah. Eric Kendricks too. Be a pro Bowler. I don't know why he didn't make Pro Bowl. Man, yeah, I don't. Probably because he's being graded harshly against the overall condition of the Vikings' pass defense. That's Even fair. though he individually, haven't, and like Harrison Smith, too, like I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, Zedarius needs to take a seat, too. I think no matter what, I think Zedarius should take a seat. It's pretty obvious he's he's not the same guy he was in the first couple of weeks of the season there where he was getting those eight sacks leading the NFL. It's just, it's been different, and I don't know if that's more health, more scheme. I don't really know for sure, but if there's a, another guy beyond Pat P that probably needs to break him Probably Daniel too. Again, we just we are recording this on a Tuesday. It's January third, and so there's definitely there's going to be some dominoes that need to fall in the next couple days for us to really get like a a true true idea of the condition of the Vikings and the Bears in this situation. But nonetheless, guys, we got to pick the game. It's the last one of the season. We will pick the we will pick the playoff game for sure too. We'll we'll get in there. Um, I I maintain a, a one game lead over AJ at this point um if he wants to tie me and we're going to have to have opposing picks um but i don't know how hard pressed any of us are <laughs> going to pick against the against it's the Vikings against for this week it's life, it's life, life or, or death. death for you. artist i'm sorry you're out you've been eliminated yeah. from play, playoff contention i'm sorry you're out no low, you got the number 1 pick in the draft next year yeah, um yeah. but but uh yeah i I mean, I get to go first because I'm I have the best record. So this is just this is this is the rules. This is I think I wrote the rules though. Anyway, um, got to pick the Vikings in this game. They are what are they? Let's see. I just had the spread in front of me. Five six. and a half. Uh, I I got six actually. Now that's just on the ESPN. Whatever. Who, who cares? That doesn't matter. Uh, 45 and a half <laughs> over under. Um. Yeah. Again, it's 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 pretty. Tough to know exactly what the Vikings are going to do in this situation, but I'm just going to pick a score no matter what. Uh, This Bears defense is atrocious against the run. I don't want to see a lot of Dalvin Cook in this game. I want Alexander Madison to absolutely feast. We have been going against pretty bad run defenses this last stretch a couple weeks, and we have not at all gotten the results that I think are satisfactory for this team. Completely shut down against the Packers. It did okay against the Giants, um, but you ultimately had to rely on more facets uh, facets of your offense and a sixty yard field goal to get the win in that game. So, again, I, I've been saying it for the last couple weeks now. I'm just begging for just the the run game to just absolutely take off because it's, it's matchups right here for you once again, and the Bears are the worst team of, of this this stretch of terrible run defenses too. So. And it's the last game of the season. So now or never, guys. Now or never. But I don't want that to be terribly too much on Delvin Cook's shoulders. I want I Al- I want I want Alexander Madison to get going. And I don't know where Ty Chandler is either. I don't know if he's active or anything like that. But if, heaven forbid, heaven forbid he can get one or two carries in this game, maybe Kane wong I don't know. Uh, final score, I'm going to say it's, it's – Still probably gonna be a one possession game. I can't, can't I can't rely on these Vikings to do anything else other than that. And if backups are in, I mean that'll probably keep it close too. I'm gonna to say final score will be twenty-six to nineteen. Your Minnesota Vikings get the get the dub at Soldier Field, which doesn't happen too often. So good luck with that.
0: Week eighteen is so unpredictable just because you really don't know who is playing and who exactly. isn't. That's what I'm saying. Um so I'm gonna go with the history. Oh yeah. The Bears will end their season on a win. The scrambling ability of Justin Fields will be simply too much, and the Bears will pull out a win 23-17 to over the Vikings. Fields playing that. this week? Who cares? I, I no, <laughs> Who cares? I have no idea. I no idea. just got to pick Fields the Bears to catch
2: me.
1: If Justin Fields is playing this week, I'm definitely picking the Bears. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna pick the Vikings up until <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I was leaning bikes, but it's the thing. Like, if Justin Fields <laughs> plays against like the second or third stringers for the Minnesota Vikings,
0: I mean, he's gonna have a field day running the football. Maybe even, even throwing right. the ball if we're being honest. I I don't know why he wouldn't play because just, I, I understand the whole, like the injury thing, but they want experience for him. Exactly, yeah, he's young. True. Like he's got a whole offseason if he get, hit, gets hurt to fix that. So I think he's playing regardless. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I you swayed me there, AJ. I <laughs> I am also going with. And honestly, I hope I'm wrong because, like I said, you don't want to go into the playoffs <laughs> on a two game losing streak. No matter how it happens, no matter if your reserves are out there, no matter if you know the starters are out there, you don't want to go into the playoffs on a losing streak. That's just not. A good feeling to go into the playoffs with, unless you're the type of team that like wakes up, like, okay, we lost, now we're even more hungry. But how much motivation do you need for a playoff game? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bears, I'm gonna go with the Bears. Um, by a score of wow, <laughs> ah, come on, bro, come on, 24 to hmm. 21.
0: All right, all right, okay. I have to bring up something that I found hilarious. Last week, I I just recently revisited the Facebook post of our oh. predictions. Oh, thanks for um, checking that out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, we, artists, you and I both picked the Packers to win. Yes, but mm-hmm. my favorite thing, and maybe laugh out loud, was the top comment is by a guy I believe who interacts with us, so he's considered it, like a top fan. But we both picked the Packers. He goes another L pick by artists. <laughs> uh, <What? laughs> it's just
2: you, Ooh. that dude, bro. That his, his, his name is like you know
1: I am not even gonna say his name on here, but like that dude, I've responded to him multiple weeks. Like I've responded. Have you? To him a re- times. God, yes, I have. Is uh, he a Cowboys fan? I have no clue, but he's like calling <laughs> me a clown and all of it because it started with I forget which week. I think it was the Washington week. I picked Washington <laughs> to beat the Vikes, and he's like, "Oh, this is a clown." And I'm like, "Oh, dang! Like, just as I picked Washington, Washington almost won the game. Yeah. Um, but was. ever since then, I've like responded to. He never responds back when I say something to him. Of um, not. But this past week, I saw that comment too, and I saw it like halfway through the game, and like I was not happy with the Vikings getting blown out. But it was kind of funny seeing that comment while the Vikings were getting blown out, and I didn't laugh. I just. I just laughed at the comment. Just you know how you just moved a little yeah. curse over to, to a little ha ha. Like yeah, so uh-huh. uh, you you look funny now. That's all I. That's just for but, you know,
2: PG thirteen. Um, well, you yeah, look, but I you look I, funny I, now. I will say, but yeah, but I like. I'm not seeing anybody commenting. Jason's a clown or anything. I had the wrong pick, and nobody's giving me any flack for it. I'll say so. Yeah, what the hell? How come? <laughs>
1: What is it? Some about me, man. But hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I know. You know, people who know that I'm an Eagles fan too are really like, oh, get him off the podcast. I'm sure. So, yeah, the whole hey, time it is. is. You gotta take it. You know, t- take it. It's all. <laughs> take it's all a part of the. You know, it's all a part well, of the territory. I'll take it.
2: I'm, I'm sure, like Vikings fans were pretty depressed after that game too, so they weren't maybe in a commenting mood. So even if they like revisited our post after the game, they're like, eh, no, bah, humbug. We. Yeah. horrible way to start the new year really is <laughs> now that i said that out loud ugh, yeah that's just ugh, i hate it cheese yeah. is disgusting actually i love cheese I well, really Jason, it's one of my favorite fruits. the timbals <laughs> well, aren't gonna make you feel much better they are not gonna make uh, you feel much better <laughs> yeah yeah we can get into that i mean it's kind of a yeah it's Yes, they beat the Nuggets last night. Congratulations, you guys. And you know what? The Nuggets are a great team. One of the best in the West. They probably will be all season. They got some ballers and stuff like that. But, I mean, we we have to go back to the previous game, artists. The loss to the lowly Detroit Pistons, I think. I don't know. The Rockets might be worse. But they're they're the worst team in all of basketball. And this team... Once again, just kind of proved how just lifeless it kind of is. Besides Anthony Edwards, who I will give all the credit in the world to, he is taking that third-year step. It's Mm -hmm. just been so overshadowed just by so many other problems with this team. But that loss was just completely unacceptable. At this point in the season you can maybe get away with that the first couple of weeks you can't get away with it now especially with all the question marks that we have about just how much rudy gobert is an actual fit for this team and if it was an actual big time blunder that we even made that trade in the first place up 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 up, up.
0: Uh- on a scale of one to two. Oh we're doing uh, this again. Uh, oh our boy. weekly rendition. Oh i yes. making I'm making it yes. a thing. On a scale okay. of, on a scale of Ooh, one to two. The meter has you, moved. What do you rate the Rudy Gobert trade that the Timberwolves made this past week? Well I did season. a two just for you
2: last time, but that was only for, you know, alliteration purposes. On <laughs> uh, rhyming reasons. Um rhyming reasons. Uh okay. Uh yeah, it's ugh. It's probably more towards a one now. Man, I'm giving that mud. a... am <laughs> <laughs> giving it like a, a zero 8 at this point eight. Well, it zero.
1: It's got point a worse
2: eight. point differential than the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's, yeah, it's it's not good. No, it's, it's, it's not, I'm probably more. It is more towards zero for me as it, well. Like not it is. Good. He has not been the same player there is statistical evidence that this team is better with him on the bench mm-hmm. and it just it, it and, and and it's it, when it's this obvious not even halfway through a season guys yep that's how you know you screwed up mm-hmm. and you know what as much as i i kind of did appreciate the big swing that tim connolly uh, took because i mean this was um not necessarily a dormant franchise, but it definitely needed something to happen to take another step up towards NBA contention. Um, Did it have to be this move? Eh, maybe not. Did it have to be so soon in the turn in the tenure of this GM? I don't know about that either. He could have taken some time to evaluate things. And uh, I mean uh he, he didn't. And now like, this- yeah, sure. We beat the Nuggets. Great. But I mean, I expect more unfortunate. Losses similar to the, to the Pistons and not just the I mean, Pistons to the other teams like them.
1: I mean, in hindsight, I mean, we're we're looking at it like it was an awful trade. It's a zero point eight. It's closer to a one than it is a two. Can't even get past a two on the scale. <laughs> that's a legit grading you know. system. Yeah, it is. But you know, I, you know, when the trade <laughs> first went down, we we understood the risk we also understood the reward and we felt like, Hey, the defense is going to be light years better. They're going to be able to rebound, rebound the ball a lot better. Um, They're going to be, I I thought they will be a better team, a playoff contending team, a team that's top five in the West. Um, And I I want to say something, man, I don't think it's being talked about enough right now. Car Anthony towns has gotten a lot of flack from Timberwolves fans, from me, from others about, his attitude sometimes on the court, um, about how you know he's talked about his teammates, I guess, or at least just this recent example of how he was talking about, um, Anthony Edwards and his eating habits, um, how he's basically like it feels like throwing timber tantrums on the court and stuff like that. But like we've got on him about that, but they are missing the basketball player that is called Anthony Towns as well. Yep. Like they are they are missing that walking 20 and 10, 20 and however, <laughs> 25, the guy that can explode for 41 night, 31 night. They him and Anthony Edwards had a nice little one-two punch going that really had potential to really grow into something special this year, with the ascension of Anthony Edwards, obviously. But now without him in the lineup. I, it's, who else are you giving the ball to to get buckets? I mean, you see flashes from different players. You see flashes from Jaden McDaniels. You see you see flashes from Noel. You, you see those moments where it's like, in the, in the Nuggets game, you saw flashes. Okay, this is what this team could potentially be. They're playing good basketball against a really good team, but then they go up against the Pistons, and it's like, what are we watching? Yeah. I mean, this whole losing streak is like, what are we watching? They go up against other superstars in the league where you know um, Zion Williamson is just going bananas in the fourth quarter, and they, the the Timberwolves have no answer. And then you go up against Giannis, and he's going bananas all game, and they have no answer. Mm-hmm. And Karl Anthony Towns wasn't going to help you defensively in those matchups, but at least he did. he he can go buff, bucket for bucket with these guys to at least level the playing field a little bit. And you don't have that now. That no. that's a huge void that this team is filling on a nightly basis. And yeah. I know I thought from I thought, listen, Carl Anthony Towns can at times be a liability on defense, but at this point, man, it don't matter. It, it mm-hmm. just it doesn't matter because Rudy is dang near worse. Hate to say it on defense at this point. He is arguably worse. He's even slower off the pick and roll. And uh, blocking thing. I mean, it, it's it's it is not a good look. Um and they didn't look the amazing with Carl Anthony Towns on the floor, honestly. But they looked a little better than this. Yeah. That losing streak, what was that, like five, six games in a row? I think it got, got to six. Yep. Oh, my gosh. They—they uh, they, <laughs> Listen, we've given them a lot of flex, but they need them. And, and, yeah. and either, hey, you, you got to find some way to fill that void. If you, if you don't like Carl Anthony Towns and all the other antics outside of basketball, and even he has bad basketball moments, too, in, in the playoffs this past year, he had a couple disappearing games. Mm-hmm. If you don't like that. Then you got to trade him for another piece that can do what he can do at least on the offensive side of the ball. Without that, and you just relying basically on the occasional big game from D'Lo, the in in Anthony Edwards, the occasional big game from um, um, Rudy Gobert, maybe um, the occasional solid game from Noel, Jaden McDaniels, you know, J Mac when he comes back. It's, 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 it's not a recipe for winning a lot of games at this level mm-hmm. at this point. It's just not. Especially in this West right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a good look, man. It's not no, a good look and, at all.
2: And I know things in the West are still pretty tight. I know that Golden State's record still isn't incredible either, and there's other teams off to slow starts. But mm-hmm. and even though, yes, you you miss Carl's statistical output, um, the, the thing I just don't feel like is going to change when he comes back, which I don't know how what the timetable of that anymore is, um, I'm still waiting for that fire from this team that yeah. unf- that Pat Bev set the standard of. That unf- look, I'm not saying anybody can be at Pat Bev. There's probably only one Pat Bev, right? It's very hard to match that intensity, right? But you know. You get Carl back, that's great. Is Carl going to be the guy that unites that locker room and leads it forward? Uh, I would say that he has tried that multiple times and has come off to a point disingenuous in plenty of situations, to the point where he's even airing grievances in public forums, and that just... That's not what I think a leader does. So, I mean, we've seen situations where, like, Austin Rivers has had to be the guy to, like, talk things up and stuff like that. And, like, sure... we're very encouraged by the Nuggets win. I am, at least, um, especially because we were short-handed. Dilo wasn't playing in that game. I believe Nas Reed was also out as well. Mm-hmm. So a good uh, a good game from Jane McDaniels, even though he still can't rebound. That's, I think, my biggest. That's one of my yeah, biggest. Just... Just pe- that has been one of my biggest. That was my, one of my biggest pet peeves last season, just how bad the rebounding was because there were so many situations where it was like Carl and Vando were going up for the same rebound. Yeah, yeah, this year, it's just, I just, i I've, unfairly just focused on mcdaniels and then just i'm just like watching and waiting for him to take a rebound and stuff and when he doesn't or when i see maybe he couldn't i'm just like come on man come on it's not fair to him because he's still he's shooting fantastic what did he shoot like 80 yeah. percent from the field in that nuggets game the other night so it's like yeah there's, and there's was, give and take there but still he was great defensively too he mm-hmm. was great defensively too. He had a solid defensive game.
1: And Carl, uh Um Kyle Anderson had a pretty good defensive game too. Right. I think Car wasn't uh Um Anderson was the main defender on Jokic the whole game. And Damn. did a dang good job Come on old. the guy. And Jokic still had, like, I think, it was like 24, 7, and yeah, 9. I have to look at his. the numbers. Yeah. But I mean, for Jokic, that's kind of a <laughs> sounds crazy. But that's kind of a down night. That's right. Kind of a down night for, for Jokic. I think he had like five turnovers, too, if I'm not mistaken, in that in that basketball game. So
2: but why isn't I mean, Gobert on Jokic? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we, we love that Anderson was able to make up for it. We, we love that. We're fine with that. But, like, I think that speaks to another thing that yes. is an issue with this team right now. So, I agree. let's I see. Agree. Um, We got Portland coming up here. Again, I swear, we're playing the Trailblazers, like, every other night. It feels like we got Dame and Anthony Simons, like, every other weekend, it seems like. Uh, Then the Clippers, then the Rockets, which you're like, all right, we get to face the Rockets. But at this point, you never know. And then guess what? You get to play the Pistons after the Rockets again. So there's games to get here, artists. If there's this potentially could be a decent stretch to build a little momentum. I mean, the Clippers and the trailblazers are still very good teams. I believe. I don't even think they're in the play-in situation right now. I think they may be with a top six seeds at the moment, um, but those are home games are coming here and those rockets and the Pistons games are on the road. So, I mean, like whatever, um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure those are rockets arenas these days or something like that. Maybe James Harden should give a trade back to the rockets. I heard yeah. that, that, that rumor. Yeah, some other rumors about him being back in Houston too. There's always that. some rumors
1: surrounding James Harden and where he wants to play. Always because he
2: never likes where he is. Ah, his okay. man does not like his situation at any given time. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, they they stopped the losing streak more than anything, guys. That's that's you just got to do that at some point. But it's hard not to feel like this is this has been rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe again you you be at the nuggets and that can propel you here, but it just just felt like everything culminated with that Pistons loss. It, it it just really did. Every problem that you've had at this point just was evident in that game. And I just think the fans felt it too. And um and then it was a New Year's Eve too. What <laughs> Minnesota teams really bummer. And then, 2022 on a bummer and start in 2023 on a bummer. It's just thanks, thanks a lot, guys. But uh, thankfully, there's <laughs> thankfully there's still the Minnesota Wild who's still playing decent. Uh, this past week, yes, they got drubbed at home a bad third period against the Dallas Stars but then they were able to go on the road against always a pesky St. Louis Blues team even though they're not having the best of seasons I think what was the final score of that one like five two six two something like that a good solid win for the team Marc-Andre Fleury got both the starts in this week so one win, one loss against some divisional opponents. Probably wanted to see more of an effort against the Stars. Of course, I always do because they used to be the North Stars. I always want to beat them. And Ryan Suter's on that team too. So any <laughs> any team that suits play for, I'm automatically cheering against. Even though I still have a jersey, I think, in my closet somewhere. I bought that within a week of him signing with the team. I didn't. I wasn't a Prezi guy at first. I was I was a Suits guy and everything like that. So yeah, just kind of a. There are only two
0: games this week, AJ. Yeah, um, they had a long break for... They do this for, for the holidays. Yeah, it's it's sh- I don't know why. Um, I'm, NBA I'm just, doesn't do it. I'm just glad that NHL hockey is back. I have it on the TV in here. But oh. um, they they had a really good like late part of that month, and I really needed to continue here because this is more so the team that I was expecting at earlier parts of the season. Um, they look at times like they can... You know be a team to push for that maybe second spot in the uh, in the division it's gonna be a little tougher now and the Central is appearing to be more stacked than what I was anticipating because yeah Dallas is kind of looking like a wagon like we saw this past weekend uh, the Blues at times are either the best team in the in the league or look like the worst team in the league it really depends on their goaltending um, Avalanche have kind of had an asterisk by them. I know they're out of the playoffs um, in terms of the top three right now. I think they're yeah. in a wild card. Yeah. But because they've been missing a top three or top five player in the world right now, Nathan McKinnon, he just got off the IR the other uh, other day. And uh, it, Winnipeg. Winnipeg looks all right at times as well. So it's really it's really tough to just pick out. And Nashville. we got to remember yep, about that. They're pesky. It, it's it's kind of crazy that the Wild are going to have to try to make a, a push here with with all those teams but um they just need to keep playing like they do the goaltending has continuously been surprising in terms of philip gustafson um Mm -hmm. ryan hartman the other night with two goals Mm -hmm. he made a return and for the first few games he was being crucified for taking penalties and granted they were not great but you gotta remember the guy was out for a month or two yeah give him time give him a game or two to get back into the swing of things And then, you know, lo and behold, he nets two and everybody's his best friend again. And he's he's the greatest player in the world. And he's got the best contract in the league because he's only making (laughs) one point seven million dollars. So, yeah, guys, remember that we need to let people ease back into the game here. It's a high it's a high speed sport. He's coming off a very tough shoulder injury. Um, Yeah, it's i mean i i don't have a whole lot to complain about about them no. right now and not that you asked me to complain <laughs> about them yeah go but ahead, you know i i do like to look at the bad things at times because i don't i don't i don't like when people are like everything's what, what like rose-colored glasses yes the term you gotta look at the bad thing bad yes. part about things too um yeah. yeah i need i you know let's play more disciplined hockey i'm really sick and I, this has been the entire season. Just stop taking penalties. This has been your biggest issue all
2: year. It's the thing you've tweeted out the most about the team all year. I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Sammy Walker was a pleasant surprise. I believe he was sent back mm-hmm. down. Now mm-hmm. um, it's been a couple days, so I had I've like turned off wild hockey in my brain altogether. But I'm excited to get it revved yes. back up uh, tomorrow. Yep. I guess maybe today for people, depending on when they or listen, never. we're recording on a Tuesday night. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, back in action. Wednesday Mm -hmm. can't wait yeah against the Lightning uh, that'll be tough yeah that'll be tough
2: I mean to the extent that they are Stanley I mean they're they're definitely gonna be a playoff team um, to the extent that the Lightning are true true Stanley Cup contenders again this year I don't know the the points maybe not reflecting that um, but I mean they could they could get hot towards the end of the year I mean they made three straight cups so until they don't you can't down against them and there's again they're still pretty good
0: Buffalo has been better this Ta- year, but Paige Thompson <laughs> rocks. Do you know who that is? I've heard the name Paige ha- Thompson rocks But he <laughs> okay. haunts me because I had him in, in my dynasty fantasy oh, no. league last year oh, no. And then he had like a month where he just had like the flu or something mm. Uh So I dropped him this guy's at 30 goals. He had a hat trick tonight oh. Winner overtime winner. He's he's awesome. He's so sorry. He's so much fun Um and quick note about the, the lightning. It's hard to watch the lightning play, especially when Braden Point is on the ice. Do you know about the story in relation to Braden Point in the Minnesota Wild? Uh, Not anything recently, no. It's not recently. Oh. It goes back to the draft. Um, I forget what year exactly it was, but it's in like the sixth or seventh round or whatever. And, they, you know, it's the last day of the draft. It's It's one of those okay we're, let's let's get through this right. um Chuck Fletcher is sitting pretty close apparently to the lightning table and I believe at the time it's Steve Eiserman is sitting there and the pick comes up and it, it it's the Wilds pick but the lightning are right afterwards and I don't know what it essentially led to but apparently Stevie Y just hey Chuck Chuck looks back he just goes. A little shrug. You want? You want? You want? You want to swap? Yeah, sure. Who cares? And then uh, Braden Point goes one selection in the Wild's original spot. Louis Belpedio goes next, and that is all she wrote. Wow. Not that the Wild were necessarily going to take him, but it's a it's a you know who knows what could have happened. Yeah, yeah. And now Braden Point has turned to this yes. very reliable guy yes, yeah. or a team that has won, like Oof, you said, I have multiple cups and have yeah. made multiple cup appearances. But yeah,
2: Braden Point the, is Braden just point. a great name for a hockey player, right? Braden Point. There's God, a lot. This is a good name. That's a good I, name I, for hockey. I, emphasis I, with the team. Very off
0: topic here, but I feel yeah. like, you know, it, maybe I just noticed this because they're professional athletes, but you ever see a name and you're like, yeah, that makes that's sense that you're
2: really good at a certain sport. Jim Kleinsaucer is the ultimate football name to me i i just i know he was i mean i don't even know how good of a fullback he was for the vikings but jimmy klein saucer um who is that linebacker for the tech oh yeah whitney merciless oh there, whitney merciless that's a great football name you have to admit um yeah yeah there's there's a oh um, what's um oh there was a uh, Bo Meester, that's a good hockey name too, AJ. Yeah. Like Bo Meester. Bo Meester. Did, um I, I did, Oh, there like... was another USA hockey guy too that just had like, oh, that guy's just got a classic hockey name too. Recently so. or what? Uh, no, this was like on the 2010 uh, silver uh, medal team in the Olympics. I forget. Who it was, but I try to I try to purge that memory uh, from my data banks because I was that was probably the most riled up I've ever watched. I've ever been watching a hockey game was yeah. that gold cup. It was the gold medal game between Canada and US in 2010 that I was so just all about that team and kicking Canada's butt and uh, Sidney Crosby in overtime and uh, now I'm sad I'm sad so- <laughs> Uh, anyway back to the wild Uh, so yes they play the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, this week they also got the Sabres like we mentioned they play the Blues again and then they got the Rangers Rangers are a decent team they head to uh, to New York after that so uh, yeah I mean these are these are decent teams these are good teams Um, hopefully the wild will be able to keep some momentum here a little stumble against the Stars but really encouraging to go to St. Louis get a win and hopefully we can uh, keep it going here so go wild go Wolves Hopefully, go Vikings as well. So um,
0: yeah, but not not yeah. too well. Yeah, go just, Bears for this one week. Just, just for the sake take of it picks. easy, take
2: it easy. Just make sure everybody is the sake of picks. Just make sure everybody <laughs> is just nice and iced up and everything like that. Everybody's all wrapped up and everything. This is gonna set up perfectly no.
0: because they're gonna lose to the Bears and then we're gonna be tied. And the then playoff game and then you're gonna because you believe in the team you're gonna mm. pick the vikings in the first round and just for the sake of i know it's gonna be a one and done i'm going with whoever they take and then daniel jones is dropping 450 yards and three touchdowns
2: you, you Wait, assume i you assume the, i pick the
0: vikings automatically if the, bears, hmm. if the
1: bears do win i'm only one game back right from yes i'm only one game so back you're technically so playoff still, game yes i could tie everybody if we get it we have a three-way back. tie
2: that, that would by be the end fun. of this yeah yeah, yeah, we'll see. A, we'll see. I'm going. we see. A lot of playoff implications <laughs> still in play, not only in the NFL but also on the Score
0: Nord Taxi squad, absolutely. which are the real, which are the ones that you should really
2: be carrying. Absolutely, about. exactly, absolutely. So uh, we got to wrap things up, though. Another fun week with the Gents. Happy New Year, by the way, guys. We should probably say that as well. Hope yep. You're... Last
0: year or the last day that you can do that, according to lady Larry David. Yeah, David,
2: yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's talking to the yeah. to the lady in the gym or something like that. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Curb enthusiasm. It's a great show. It's better than Seinfeld for sure. Probably one of the best comedies of all time. Have you guys both seen it? All of it? No, ah. no, not all. A lot of it.
0: I'm not a huge you know, TV show. A big, guy.
2: I know Declan's a big Curb guy. It's only like half an hour though, so it's it's but, bingeable.
0: But it's just I don't know. It, It's good. I hate I hate that word. I hate that word. No, I'm sorry. Binge- Binge- that's would, not, rather, that, would you it's rather be no, saying it, moist? It's not. It's not even a word, is it? It's. It's a word that I feel like. Netflix... i bet
2: Marion webster will add it to their dictionary no, in the next bin, fifty um, years. Is binge-able,
0: bingeable a word? I bet you it's not. It is in my lexicon.
2: I don't have like the little red dots when I speak. This ain't Microsoft Word. I'll say what I want.
0: I guess it is a word according to the <laughs> dictionary, <Cambridge laughs> but it doesn't Thank feel you, like a word. Thank it Doesn't you feel Netflix. like a word. No, it doesn't. That's we, like that's like if I say like. I don't know, just like Streamable. I don't know. That's is that, sh- sh- that a thing? I mean I'm, I'm Streamable? sure that's a word. Um, I don't podcastable? Know. Like, <laughs> that's like saying that that chair looks really sittable. Okay. Uh, I'm just adding a bull like to the, the taxi squad is very listenable. That's one. I
2: didn't... Maybe. Yeah, that
0: is, I to think be that, determined, that is actually you know? a word, I believe. Uh, that. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Verbiage.
2: Verbiage. Talking. Hey, take us home. Take We're us gonna, home. We're okay. Let's get out of here. Uh thank <laughs> you again, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year. Uh thank you for listening to the Score North Taxi Squad. My name is Jason Stormer, Artist Woods over there, AJ Fredrickson over there. Uh, if you could give us a five-star on Apple, we'd really appreciate that. You can also listen to us on Spotify, too. Best way to support us, though, is to go to scorenorth.com or download the Score North app. Find our episode or whichever of your favorite Score North podcasts may be of yours. And uh, give that thing a download that is truly, 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 truly the best way to support us here at Score North. We thank you again so much for listening to this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you next week. As always, you have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.